بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم الحمد للہ رب العالمین وصلاۃ والسلام علی اشرف الانبیاء والمرسلین محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وآلہ وسلم وسلم تسلیما کثیرا کثیرا فما بعد I want to talk to you today, my brothers and sisters, about the Sahabi of Rasulullah called Sa'ad bin Amir al-Jumahi. He was a young man, he was a boy, um, and one of the many, maybe hundreds, who left for uh, the region of Tanim on the outskirts of Makkah, the invitation of the Quraysh leaders, to witness the killing of Khubayb ibn Adi, عنه, one of the Sahaba of Rasulullah, who they had captured treacherously. And amazing it is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides people through things which on the face of them they are so negative, things which are so sad, so tragic, but they are the means of guiding people to the glory and majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and true to the true, uh, truth of Islam. The reason I'm saying that is because we, when we see circumstances which are negative, we get discouraged sometimes. And we say, oh, if, if everything is good, why is this happening? Uh, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has his own plan. And therefore, one must never lose hope with this. So now, uh, Sa'id bin uh, Amir al-Jubah, he, he uh, caught up with the crowd and he pushed his way through the crowd. And in the uh, right at the front were Abu Sufyan and Safar bin Umayya, uh, who were leading the procession. Now, he could see the prisoner of the Quraysh, uh, Sayyidina Khubayb ibn Adi anhu, shackled in chains, uh, women and children uh, harassing him and, and pushing him to the place that they had set for his death. And uh, Khubayb anhu's death was supposed to be the revenge for the Quraysh's loss in the Battle of Badr. Now, when the crowd uh, arrived with its prisoner at the appointed place, uh, Saad bin Amr uh, took up his position at a point uh, right close to Sayyidina Khubayb uh, as he they, they tied him up to a wooden cross and from there he heard Khubayb in a quiet and firm voice um, aimed at the shouting of the women and children and uh, he said to them if you would allow me to pray two rakats before my death so the Quraysh agreed they allowed him, and Sayyid uh, bin Amr uh, looked at Khubayr anhu as he uh, faced the Kaaba and he uh, started his Salah. And uh, he heard his recitation. And when he finished his Salah, he actually thought the uh, he 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 made he didn't make a long Salah. He prayed uh, two rakat, which were uh, relatively short. And then he said to the people, he said, By Allah, if you thought that I asked to pray out of the fear of death, meaning if you thought that I was praying to delay the moment of my death, then he said that, that in that case my prayer would have been useless, would not have been worth the trouble. And then he saw the people uh, killing uh, by dismembering his body, you know, cutting off his arms and legs. And they said to him, would you like Muhammad وسلم, to be in your place while you go free? And he said, by Allah, I would not want to be safe and secure among my family if even a thorn hurts Muhammad وسلم. And of course, people screamed and they killed him, killed him. And uh, um, 
Khubayb Radelano, and Sa'id bin Amir Radelano, he saw Khubayb Radelano lifting his eyes to the heavens uh, above the wooden cross, and he said, Ya Allah, count them all and destroy them and do not let a single one escape. And thereafter, Khubayb uh, Sa'id bin Amir Radelano said that he could not even count the number of swords and spears which cut through Khubayb Radelano's body and Khubayb Radelano was Shaheed, peace be Allah. The Quraysh returned to Bakka and in the days that followed they forgot about Khubayb Radelano and his death. But Khubayb Radelano was never absent from the thoughts of Sa'id bin Amr Radelano who was now growing up and reaching uh, Reaching his uh, reaching approaching manhood, uh, Sayyid Radhiallahu would see Khubayb Radhiallahu in his dreams while he was sleeping, and he would he could he could literally see Khubayb Radhiallahu in front of his eyes, uh, praying his two rakat, calm and composed before the uh, wood cross, and he would hear the sound, uh, the beautiful voice of Khubayb Radhiallahu uh, reciting uh, the Quran, and then he heard his voice praying for the punishment of the Quraysh, he would become afraid that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would send some calamity to destroy the wall. Now, Khubayb radiallahu by his death had taught Sa'id uh, bin Amr what he did not realize before, that real life was faith and conviction and struggle in the path of Allah, Jalla Shanuhu, even until your death. He taught him also that faith which is deeply ingrained in a person works wonders and performs miracles. He taught him something else also that the man who is loved by his companions with such a love as Khubayb's could only be a prophet with divine support and that is Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And that is how Sayyid bin Amr's heart opened to Islam. Um, he stood up in the assembly of the Quraysh and announced that he was uh, free from their sins and burdens. He renounced their idols and superstitions, and he ex- uh, accepted Islam. Sayyid bin Amr Radhiallahu migrated to Medina and attached himself to Nabi Sallallahu uh, and uh, he took part in the uh, with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi in the Battle of Khaybar and other engagements thereafter. And after Rasulullah Sallallahu passed away, Sayyid bin Amr Radhiallahu Al Juhaymi continued. Active service under Abu Bakr and Omar radiallahu anhuma. Uh, he uh, he was a very simple person, and he lived the exemplary life of a believer who has, uh, in the words of the Quran, who has purchased the hereafter uh, with with this world. Uh, he only looked for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa taala and nothing for himself. Both Abu Bakr and Umar knew Sa'id well for his honesty and his piety and they would listen to whatever he had to say and they would follow his advice. Sa'id once came to Sayyidina Umar at the beginning of his Khilafat. He said, I advise you to fear Allah in dealing with the people and do not fear the people in your relationship with Allah. Let not your actions deviate you deviate from your words. For the best of speech is that which is confirmed by action. Uh, let me uh, repeat that. He said, I advise you to fear Allah in dealing with people and do not fear people in your relationship with Allah. Let not your actions deviate you from your words. For the best 
of speech is that which is confirmed by action. Consider those who have been appointed over the affairs of Muslims far and near. Like for them what you like for yourself and your family and dislike for them what you dislike for yourself and your family. Surmount any obstacles to attain the truth and do not tear the criti- do not fear the criticism of those who criticize in matters prescribed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who can measure up to this, Sayyid? asked Sayyidina Umar radiallahu A man like yourself from among those who Allah has appointed over the affairs of the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu and who feels responsible to Allah alone, Sayyidina Sayyid said. Sayyidina Umar asked him, who can compare to the, who can measure up? And Sayyidina Sayyid said, somebody like you from among those whom Allah has appointed over the affairs of the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu and who feels responsible to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Sayyidina said, I appoint you to be the governor. Sayyid, he said, Sayyidina Umar, Adelano appointed him and he said, I want you to be the governor of Homs, which is in Syria. And uh, Sayyid Adelano refused. He said, please, I entreat you by Allah. Do not cause me to go astray by making me concerned with worldly affairs. Sayyidina he, he, he was upset with that. He said, you place the responsibility of the Khilafah on me and now you leave me. So he said, no, I will not. Uh, so then Sayyidina Sayyid got convinced. He said, look. I will not forsake you. I will help you. So Sayyidina Umar radiallahu appointed him as the governor of Homs and offered him a, uh, a gratuity, a small salary. Uh, but he, Sayyid, Sayyidina Sayyid uh, refused. He said, what will I do with it? Yeah, I will no mean. This stipend from the Baitul Baal uh, will be more than enough for my needs. And so he left for Homs. Not long afterwards, a delegation from Homs made of people in whom Sayyidina Umar had confidence, came to him in Medina. They requested him to write the names of the poor among them so he could relieve their needs. So they prepared a list uh, from him. Uh, in, the, in, in the list was the name of Sayyid bin Amr. So Sayyidina Umar said, who is Sayyid bin Amr? Uh, they said, our Amir. Sayyidina Umar said, your Amir is poor? They said, yes, he, by God, he said, by Allah, several days go by without a fire being lit in his house. Sayyidina Umar was moved and he wept. And he got a thousand dinar, he put it in a purse and said, convey my greetings to him and tell him that the Amir Bhavanin has sent his money to help him look after his needs. The delegation came to Sayyid bin Amir with the purse. When he found that it contained money, he began to push it away. And he said, take it away. He said, from Allah we are and to him we will return. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. And he said it in a way as if some musibah has descended on him. So his wife ran, rushed him. He said, what's the matter, Sayyid? Has the Khalifa died? He, she, he said, something bigger than that. He said, have the Muslims been defeated in a battle? She said, something bigger than that. The world has come upon me to corrupt my hereafter and to create disorder in my house. So she said, then get rid of it without knowing about the dinars. She asked him, he asked her, will you help me? She said, yes. So he took the dinar, put them in bags, and distributed them to the Muslims. Not long afterwards, Sayyidina Umar al-Khattab went to Syria to examine the conditions there. When he arrived in Homs, which he called uh, Little Kufa, because like Kufa, its inhabitants complained a lot about their leader. He asked what they thought of the, of the Amir. They complained about him. And they said, four of his uh, actions, each one more serious than the other. 
so said Umar said I shall bring you and him together and I pray to Allah that my opinion about him is not going to be damaged and I used to have a lot of confidence in him so when the meeting was convened said Umar asked the complainants what the complaint was they said one he only comes out to us when the sun is already high Sayyidina Umar asked him, he said, Ya Sayyid, what is the reason? Sayyidina Sayyid was silent and then he said, Why Allah, I really don't want to say this, but there seems to be no way out. My family does not have a home help. So I get up every morning and prepare food, dough for bread. I wait a little until it, until it rises and then I bake it for them and then I make wudu and I go to the people. They asked, Sayyidina Umar said to them, Okay, what's your other complaint? They said, He does not answer anyone at night. To this, Sayyidina Sayyid said, By Allah, I really wouldn't like to discuss this, but I have left the day for them and the night for Allah. Jalla Jalla then Sayyidina Umar said, What's your other complaint? They said, He does not come out to us from one day in every month. To this, Sayyidina Sayyid said, I don't have anyone at home to help, O Amir Mumineen, and I do not have any clothes except what I am wearing. This I wash once a month, and I wait for it to dry, then I go out in the later part of the day. And they asked him, any other complaint? And they said, from time to time, he blacks out in meetings, he faints. To this, Sayyidina uh, Sayyid said, I witnessed the killing of Hubayb ibn Adi Radalanu when I was a mushrik. I saw the Quraysh cutting him and saying, would you like Muhammad sallallahu to be in your place? To which Hubayb Radalanu replied, I would not wish to be safe and secure among my family, while even a thorn hurts Muhammad sallallahu by Allah, whenever I, whenever I remember that day and how I failed to come to his aid, I only think that Allah would not forgive me and I black out. Thereupon Sayyidina Umar Adirana said, Alhamdulillah, praise be to Allah, my impression of him has not been tainted. He later sent a thousand dinars to Sayyid Adirana to help him out. When his wife saw the amount, she said, Praise be to Allah, who has in, enriched us out of your service. Buy some provisions and get us some home help. Sayyidina uh, Sayyid said, Is there any way of spending it better? Let us spend it on whatever comes to us and we would get something better for it by dedicating it to Allah. That would be better, she said. So he put the dinars into small bags and he said, Take it to the widow of so-and-so, the orphan of so-and-so, the needy in that family and to the poor of that family. And he distributed all of them. He did not take anything for himself. Sayyid bin Amir al-Jubahi was indeed one of those who were such uh, zahids and they were such uh, people of such great charity that they denied themselves even when they were afflicted with severe poverty themselves. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Jalla Jalalhu to bless these absolutely phenomenal people. Uh, we have really no way even of uh, you know talking about them or saying something about them. Uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to judge us against them and to make them our wasila so that we can then inshallah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy and grace wa sallallahu ala nabiyil kareem wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika 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 rahmat